Welcome to the VRV Podcast, where we highlight different better-known businesses and nonprofits. All right, everybody. My next guest on the VRV Podcast is Chelsea coming out of Missouri. So she's representing Canines for Camo. And even though she's not a veteran, she's working with a veteran-owned nonprofit that is absolutely amazing. So, Chelsea, I'm super excited to have you on the show. So please tell us a bit about yourself. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm excited too. So, like you said, I'm Chelsea and I'm the secretary of Canines for Camo. Um, I got started whenever I was working inside a prison a few years ago. Okay. Um, I was I was running the Puppies for Parole program where we just did basic training like sit, stay down and tried to find the dogs a home. And that is whenever I met John and he had discussed turning the program into something more uh-huh. and um, it it evolved into something really great so that's how it all came into being that's sweet so that was one of the things that i didn't necessarily know about that i was going to bring up later is about that whole inmate program but before we get into all that so you got into John, you said, right, is the yeah. uh, the founder. So yeah. you got involved with him, and then that evolved into the Canines for Camo. And so basically you guys are providing service dogs for veterans? Yep, free of charge. Wow. <laughs> pretty neat. Right on. Yeah, so obviously that involved – how did that get involved outside of, like, the, the prison, I guess? And, and well, the- you guys are still involved. Yes. Yeah, they still go to the prison. So the dogs do like a six-week, we call it boot camp at the prison. And so they'll learn all their basics there and start their task training. And once they graduate from the prison program, they'll go back to our training facility and do their public access training and just complete their task training. Now, was that pretty much all your dogs start in in that way? Or is there separate programs outside? Oh, really? Yep, they wow. all go through the prison program. So that's not only beneficial for the veterans, but then the inmates as well, because I'm sure that's yes. very therapeutic for them as well. Yeah, oh, going to prison, you you lose pretty much anything that you could really be proud of, and it gives them that sense of pride again. And, mm-hmm. I mean, just being in a program like ours greatly reduces the recidivism rate. So yeah. it gives them employable skills. Uh, they learn a a new respect for other people and it's just it really helps them a lot wow that's really cool how long has this program been going for um i started i worked at the prison in 2017 i think is whenever we started the program going through the prison i think that john was just kind of doing it freelance for like a year before then okay all right on. That's way cool. So for those, because you said the program is free. So explain, I mean, I mean, for like a veteran to receive a dog. So how does that work? And kind of what are the qualifications for that potential donors, I guess, for a recipient of a dog? How does this all work? So we have an application online that will go to our veteran outreach committee and um, they will assess and kind of see what the medical history is and make sure a dog is actually needed. And um, then we'll do a home visit. You have to pass kind of inspections, like maybe a fenced in yard or at a yard or anything like that, where we know our dogs are going to be safe and well taken care of. And um, 
I mean, we have so many veterans applying today. I've gotten five applications in the past couple of days. So the yeah. word is really spreading. Yeah. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Now, is this just towards like only cent- centralized towards Missouri or are you guys kind of spread across the nation? Uh, for now, it's just Southwest Missouri because we do. I mean, it's a lot like kind of like a family. We do follow up trainings and all our veterans are just kind of there to support each other. Right, 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 right. Wow. Now, what kind of like hands-on training do the veterans get, I guess, receive? So if you're, if you get a vet, he fits the qualifications, what goes next after that? Say, all right, this, this veteran needs a, needs a dog. He goes through pretty much everything with the dog. He'll go to public access training and learn how to get the dog to work for him and they'll be able to bond. And then they have classes, I think once every couple weeks. Um, just cause we don't want the dogs to ever regress or mm. like uh, lose their task training. So right. and the veteran comes through all of that. Oh, right on. That's cool. So there's specific signs they look for and I guess they can reach out to you and say, Hey, my dog's not working. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We have a lot kind of swap out dogs and just until something works for them because people have different tastes and different homes and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Now, do you guys have specific dogs like going, well, one, I guess kind of a two-part question for what kind of breeds of dogs are going through your program? Like, how are they selected? And then on top of that is how is that dog lined up with the veteran? I'd say about 80% of our dogs come from rescue groups. Hmm. Um, Our founder or one of our trainers will go out and find the dog with the right energy to be a service dog. So like a calm, confident dog. Uh, We don't use any specific breed or anything like that. We mostly just focus on rescue dogs. So. Right on. And now when, so once you have that dog picked, so how does it get matched with the person or is kind of every dog just kind of a general general training can kind of one size fits all, I guess, or is there like veterans you bring in and see how they bond? Well, we kind of do both. I mean, all the dogs are going to get a general training and then it just depends on who applies. Like we'll do, um, for mobility or diabetic alert. And it just, it just kind of depends on which dog. And if, I mean, if they get their dog and they don't bond or he, the veteran isn't satisfied, we always will try to swap out another dog. Yeah. So how many dogs do you have going through your program? Like, is it kind oh, of a gosh. consistent thing where you keep them funneling through? Oh, yeah. It, it never yeah. stops. <laughs> yeah. We keep oh. six at the prison. We can keep six to 12 regularly at the prison. And then wow. we always have a few that are at the training facility waiting for their veteran. Now, are the dogs, I'm assuming you're bringing those dogs in with you to the prison or are they staying at the prison? Okay. They stay at the prison. Oh, they do stay at the prison. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's really interesting. So, well, that's way cool. All right. So, with you guys being a nonprofit, it's probably not cheap. I'm sure you guys are saving money a bit with with the whole inmate resources that you have there. But as far as, you know, training the dog, I'm sure that's not cheap whatsoever. And hence the now profit thing comes in so kind of roughly like ballpark figure if you could tell me like how much does it cost to train a dog um with with all the boarding and stuff we have to do during training once they leave the prison uh we have it as a total of forty five hundred dollars from start to finish which is a lot lower since we do use the inmate facility 
And how many weeks or months is that from like start to finish with the like animal leaving with the veteran? Um, I mean, it just kind of depends because I mean, like mobility and PTSD, they're they're easier to train as compared to like diabetic alert that might take longer. But from start to finish, I would say no more than like four to six months. Oh, okay. So that's not too bad. No. Um, well, cool. Well, I see, obviously it's probably a big topic. I'm sure you guys deal with a lot, but I see there's so many times I go out and I see people with dogs that clearly are not service dogs whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It happens what? a lot. And, and now there's, and I've heard so many things where like people are required to carry papers with them and then they're not, and then you can't ask them if they're a service dog or not. Can you kind of, um, clear that up a little bit, <laughs> that whole mess? Yeah, definitely. That's a problem we actually run into a lot. Um, our trainers will be out in public working with the dogs and they've had other air quote service dogs. I mean, right. even try to attack their dogs. Yeah. And it's just something, it happens a lot. And, um, I mean, I don't really think there's anything they can do because of HIPAA laws. You can't ask people what their disability is. You can mm -hmm. ask them what their dog is trained to do. So they can know like what to expect the dog to do if something were to happen. But as for the disability itself, they can't ask. And we've know. had people ask before whenever we're out in public access training, yeah. we just tell them, you know, you're, you can't legally ask that. Huh. That's crazy. Now, I see so many people taking advantage of that. And I see these dogs like running amok. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, I just, it's just sad. So puts a bad name on people that really need it. They take their emotional support dogs places. And that's not something that is allowed in public as a service dog is. It's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. But what can you do? There's nothing really. I mean, they just gotta let it happen. Uh, uh, it sucks, but oh well. I guess people are gonna do their things. So oh well. I just see it all the time, and it drives me up an, up a wall. And uh, especially, at all, I'll see dogs with all these patches all over, like "Do not pet" and this and that. I'm like, dude, that's like, um, <laughs> it's like you're trying to save yourself from a lawsuit because you know your dog's gonna be biting everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that's actually more of a reason to have a lawsuit if you know your dog's going to be vicious. So, right. but yeah. Um, well, cool. Is there any other um, kind of unique programs that you guys are doing? Because I was kind of buzzing through your website a bit and it looked, the inmate one really, really struck me immediately because you guys have been with us for a bit now and I had no idea about that whatsoever. But is there right. anything, I guess, other cool programs that I don't know about? <laughs> I mean, I think the inmate thing is just what makes us the most unique. And we have so many prisons interested in partnering with us because it really? is such a good, it is such a good tool. I mean, we have, we were offered to be in every Missouri prison, which there's about 30, I think 30 or 31 of them. And then um, we've had other states offer as well that they would like to help us train dogs. So, I mean, it's, it's spreading quickly. I think lately, our business has pretty much doubled from what we were doing. I think the word's really spreading about that. We're having a lot more events, a lot of fundraisers. And I mean, it's just really taken off. Huh? No. And I really like the rescue. Cause I, I really didn't know where these dogs were coming from in 
for, for like for service animals is that kind of common for rescues like that i don't i think that a lot of programs they like to use a specific breed of dog but the ones that we have they've done amazing things i mean we've taken tank tank was one of our he is one of our best dogs and mm-hmm. he was just hours from being put down really? because nobody wanted him and he has been our very best service dog that we've had I see him right here, actually, as you were saying that he's a Sharpe mix. He's a good-looking dog, yeah. Yeah, very good-looking dog. So, well, that's really cool. Now, is there a way where people, um, like, how soon do you start kind of matching up the veterans? Like, if a veteran is to put in an application, he gets accepted. Um, What's, like, the next steps as far as, like, him seeing the dog or kind of, like, does he choose? Or or is is that kind of mutual? It's just kind of, we just kind of pick which our trainers will kind of assess which dog they think would be best for, to fit that veteran and their needs. So mm-hmm. once the dog comes out of prison after the boot camp, then the veteran will be able to meet the dog and they'll start training together and getting to know each other. Do you guys have any of that um, kind of following the dog on his journey? Any Anything sort of like that where people can kind of follow with what you guys are doing? We've been working on that. We're getting ready to start a newsletter and stuff to be able to follow the dogs more and even um, kind of um, a lot of news stories are wanting to get into the prison and talk with the guys about how their lives are changing too. So, I mean, it's not just the, it's, it's just a threefold program, the inmates, rescue dogs and the veterans. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's seriously, that's absolutely incredible. So it is, I don't know. I'm kind of speechless because that's really, really, <laughs> really, really cool. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it was funny because so we were um, me and Chelsea have been trying to do this podcast for what two weeks now. <laughs> we keep yes. hitting our schedules, this and that. And you're working your booty off at multiple jobs, and yeah. then you're putting time into this. And like, uh, like today, you were having to run a cat down to a vet clinic i believe you said yeah, i do everything it's, <laughs> i have a crazy life three jobs a nonprofit, just all kinds of stuff that is crazy how are you running three like what do you do if you don't mind me asking um i work for the division of youth services now so kind of like prison but for juveniles i'm um, yeah. a shift manager at a restaurant and then i've been working on getting started on running some social media pages for businesses well, that makes sense. And then yeah, I'm, a I'm a full-time student at Drury University, too, specializing in psychology and human services. So, Holy crap. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There is no way. I thought I was busy, but, yeah, you've got me beat. <laughs> you got me beat by far. That is that is a lot to juggle. But, seriously, you volunteering with – well, not volunteering, but you doing that, I guess, social work? With the kids and stuff, that's really, really cool. So you are a very kind-hearted person. Your heart is absolutely enormous. It is. <laughs> and and thank you. Too. We bring the dogs in and show them how we've trained them. And, and the inmates will come in and talk to them about their stories and how their lives have changed. And they just absolutely love it. They're always begging me, can the dogs come in again? I want to hear that guy's story again. They love it. Oh, that's so great. That's bridging so many good connections there and helping so many people out, like, all in one there. Good job. Like, seriously, I'm clapping for you. You're awesome. <laughs> that's really, really cool. So um, so where do you guys see in 
this canines for camel go are you guys wanting to really kind of branch out internationally and or kind of have different divisions at at you know because obviously there's prisons everywhere and i think they i don't know how many programs like this are there but you know it's sad to say but usually there's a lot of veterans that are involved with that and kind of outside but um i don't know where do you guys kind of see that going if you do know yeah i know that um we have a couple programs coming up in the future that are going to be on a national level. Um, so we just want to keep spreading that. And I believe there's a prison, I think it's in Indiana. So don't quote me on that, I think. But it is a all-veterans prison. And mm. they reached out to us because we were um, were featured on the website for the movie To Be of Service that came okay. out. They found us there, and they are wanting to train dogs and then transport them to us. So yeah. I think that's probably one of our first steps in moving to other states and moving to other locations. We're just kind of growing, growing first, I guess, until we can't manage anymore. And then we're going to start moving around all over the place. Wow. That's pretty cool. No, I love it. How many, so about how many veterans do you think you've helped out so far, like provided dogs for? Oh, wow. A lot. I know that we shoot for 22 dogs per year, just because like 22 veteran yeah, suicide yeah. is kind of what we go by. But I would say, I'm, I know that that was pretty much doubled last year, maybe more than that. Really? And I know I've, I've been on the board for two years, and we're just really just rolling them out all the time. Oh, uh, that's so, yeah, but that's awesome, though, because those are dogs you're saving as well. So, good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, good job. I want to hug you through the screen right now. <laughs> oh, right on. Well, that's cool, Chelsea. Um. I'm trying to think of something else. Do you know, do you got anything else to throw out there at all? I think that's pretty much everything. That's pretty much it. That's This is like absolutely short and sweet one, but you're like directing to the point. So that's awesome. I know my stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, where can people go and find you if you want to shout out your, um, your social media links and then your website as well? Yeah, we have a caninesforcamo.org, and then we're also on Facebook and Instagram just under Canines for Camo. Um, we also have a few things on YouTube if you just search us on there. Oh, okay. Right on. Well, I'll find those links, and I'll throw them up on on here underneath the comments so people can go and find those. And then for veterans or anybody that knows of a veteran that may need could benefit from a service dog i'm assuming all that application process is all on the website there yes it is okay well right on well sweet chelsea um well yeah i i had like a million and one questions and now i'm like mm, i think you like covered them like all super short and sweet so but that's good though so a lot of people don't want to hear me rumbling on forever <laughs> <laughs> So it's cool. Well, I'm glad we seriously, I'm, I'm so glad we got to finally find finally some time together. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm sure you're going to probably have to run over and clock into your next job anyways. So. <laughs> but yeah. So everybody that's listening, if you know of a veteran or you yourself know of someone, if you could benefit from having a service animal, reach out to canines for camo. Um, really great people. Obviously you just heard from Chelsea. She's super awesome. So I appreciate it. And um, Chelsea, thanks for taking the time. Thank you so much for what you're doing, not only for these dogs, for the veterans, for the people that are incarcerated, you're seriously something special. So thank you so much. Yes. Thanks for having me. 
All right. Well, cool. Well, you have a good one, Chelsea, and I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for supporting businesses listed on the BRB. You can find this business and other vetted businesses and nonprofits at veteransreferringveterans.com. The listings on the website have been personalized with product photos and direct contact information. Thank you again for your support.